do 20 minutes of sports, run, jump, mm. do something where you exhaust yourself to fear your body, to fear your lungs, to get your blood pumping, your adrenaline up. But then that's it. You, you don't need to do that all day because even if you're in, into sports, you know exactly that you cannot do that all day because then you become overexhausted, you become sick, you become depressed. Brain Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Unleash Your Supernova, a two-time award-nominated podcast and companion show to the book, Unleash Your Supernova, a guide to thrive as a creative entrepreneur. I'm your host, Nova Lorraine, award-winning fashion designer, author, founder, as well as award-nominated producer and host. Just like an exploding star, we all have the ability to shine millions of times more than the sun, to expand into the greatest, brightest version of ourselves, reaching our fullest potential. Join myself and my inspiring guests as we guide you on a journey of growth, creativity, and manifestation in both business and life. My guests are creative entrepreneurs from around the world, doing what they love while shining a light to others. Today, I'm excited to have with us one of my dearest friends and one of our most popular recurring guests, Dr. Christian Brillinger. Hi, Christian. Well, hi. It's so great to be back on the show. I'm already so excited. So yeah, let's get started. Amazing. <laughs> awesome. And um, just to make our listeners know, we will be talking about how to get to fun and easy in our life, in our careers, in our spiritual development, our personal growth. So I can't wait to dive into that. But before, I just wanted to share with our guests a little bit about you. So Dr. Christian Brillinger has his PhD in philosophy and is an expert in quantum mechanics. He currently is the chief financial officer of a corporation out of Germany, and he loves diving into what we can do that is out of the box to help us in reaching our fullest potential. And for those that are joining us for the first time, the format of the show will go like this. We'll talk a little bit about what makes Dr. Billinger reach and unleash his supernova. And we will then dive into the topic of our show. I will hand the mic over to Christian and he'll play host and ask me whatever question he wants. And then we'll wrap up with questions from our listeners. So are you ready to play, Christian? Yeah, absolutely. As I said, very excited and looking <laughs> forward. All right, let's start with why. And you know, within the book, Unleash Your Supernova, I open up with asking our readers to really examine their why because it guides us in so many ways. It becomes our North Star. And that could be for good or bad, <laughs> depending <laughs> on what the why is. So I'm always fascinated to hear my guests why and doing what they do. And as we both know, that can change throughout our lives, depending on what we're doing. So I'm going to ask you today, why do you do what you do, your current moment in life? Yeah, that's always a very good question. We should probably ask ourselves probably every morning. And why I do what I do is, is actually simple. Especially over the last two years, we had phenomenal changes. In a way, good changes also, and in a way, also very bad changes. Governments behaved very strangely, but it also gave us a lot of time to go inwards, to 
to look what's really important. Why am I here? What do I really want to do? Do I really need to do what I think I need to do? And that brought me really to that point where, you know, it's a little bit this management strategy I'm having, you know, when in the morning you have these 20 things on your desk, right? And they're all screaming for attention, right? Mm -hmm. And in the end of the day, you know you have only time to do a few. And one of my new habits is to write them down, or if they're not already written down, and circle which one are the most three important ones. Which three activities solve 70 or 80% of my problems? And then I circle the one that solves again, maybe again, 80% of my problems. And then I just do this. And that sounds quite crazy at the beginning because you're thinking, oh my God, but I have to do this and this and this. And, but once you start finishing that really important task, it frees up so much energy and so much time and so much space that you realize as a sudden, well, the others are really not that important because I got my main topic done. In a mm. way, like the one thing. And that that really motivated me to look much deeper in my own life and thinking, okay, what is it the one thing you want to do? And I really looked hard. <laughs> thought, wait, 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 okay. let me stop you there. Let me stop you there because there was a lot of really great stuff that you just shared. And I want to just dive into that a little bit. And I'm taking please, notes. Please, I'm like, yeah, this is good stop stuff. Me, stop me. <laughs> <laughs> so we talk about the endless to-do list. And right. it could be in our from our job and in our offices. It can be at home. Those that are parents, there's the to-do list as a mom or a dad. And for a lot of us, it's all three, right? And so that can create a lot of stress or anxiety and start eroding our you know, personal happiness, our well-being, our mental health. And I love how you said that you started writing things down and just, okay, here's a to-do list. But then better than that, because some of our to-do lists can be 20 to 30 items long and... <laughs> That was me when I started doing to-do lists. (laughs) It's like, boom, boom, boom. Like, when do you stop, right? And so I've learned to shorten the to-do list, but I didn't get to this place that you had just shared. So I think that's really important to emphasize where you're taking your top three and then asking, well, before you even take the top three, you go to your to-do list. So let's say it's 10 items. And good for you if you only have 10 things to do that day. But let's just say it's only... 10 items. And you ask yourself, what will solve of these 10 items? What are the top three that will solve 70, 80% of my problems? And just by focusing on that is going to make you feel lighter. So as you were sharing that, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going through this exercise with you and I'm feeling lighter. And then you don't just stop there because most people stop at the top three. You then say, well, which of these three will, which one that if I do today and complete today, will solve 78% of my problems. And again, if there's only one task that we have to complete and we know the impact it's going to make, how powerful is that? And then how much time does that free up? I mean, that is so liberating. And how did you even get to this point? Is that a piece of advice that a friend shared with you or you just came to that naturally? Well, it was something I actually learned quite early in my career. But Mm -hmm. I really have to admit, I didn't do it. (laughs) You know how these things are? 
You have yeah. this person who tells you these things and you think like, yeah, sure. <laughs> right. And you just continue to run in the hamster wheel. And then at one point, you just don't want to do that anymore. And you, I can't even remember exactly when I remembered that. Yeah. But it was a few, probably about two and a half, three years ago in Austria mm-hmm. when I had really a lot, lot of things. I was a CMO of a company and there was a lot of marketing activities, a lot of shows, a lot of, you know, it was just before Corona. So we, we, we did conventions and so on. And I had always huge amount of things on my desk. And I was a bit stressed. And then I remembered that idea and I started doing it. And as suddenly I was like, that solves all my problem. Because just imagine if you every day, every single day, solve about 60 to 70% of your main problems mm. continuously. Right. This is crazy. Because yeah. the problem is that most people solve a lot of things, but they're not the big point. So you're just traveling in these little things. You know, you're micromanaging. You're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing that. But you actually don't attack the big points. And then they become, of course, bigger and they become more pressing. And you try to, you know, kind of find excuses. And then <laughs> we all have been there, right? Yeah, for sure. And, and, but once you write in the morning, when you're fresh, when you're awake, when you're clear, well, okay, I need two, three coffees to do this. But anyways... <laughs> And, but with that morning energy, you know, to say, okay, yeah. I'm solving this right now. I'm spending the next 20 minutes, one hour, whatever that time is you needed to really solve that problem. And then it's off my list. And then you're like, oh, wow, you feel successful. You yeah. feel powerful. Right. You feel like also happy because we, we are almost like programmed to be problem solvers. So there's a certain... reward system in our brain you know okay i got that done good and then you know for me always the creative part of the day starts it's interesting because it is so freeing and i do think we tend to carry that big thing with us and and procrastination kicks in and we do the low hanging little (laughs) items and then we're still carrying it with us you know three days later three weeks later but by focusing in on that one thing and clearing it out, I could just see how much um, stress that relieves. And it does help mitigate and prevent burnout. So I love that you share that because that's such a big part of my book. And what I talk about is not only how to increase creativity, but beat burnout. And if you are freeing up this time, it gives you more time to create. It gives you more time to be mindful. And it also helps you prevent burnout and protect your mental health. So love that. I have to just spend some time on that. All right. So you were sharing with us, this also led you to take a deeper look at your own life. And what did you want to share as it relates to that? Yeah. I mean, going back a little bit to our topic, nice and easy, that came after that, that I had almost the inside of understanding, look, I don't want to be this constant problem solved. I want to have also nice and easy times. I don't need to carry the burden of the world. It's okay. I do my share. I try my best. But then why actually, you know, we choose these destinies that are like, uh, you know, you're not weighing like weights on our shoulders. Yeah. And, and, you know, that was kind of this epiphany one day that I said, 
do you really have to do this? <laughs> do you need this to survive? Is it mm. really, you know, like God put me to do this? And so, yeah. no, I don't think so. At least he never came by and said, you got to do this, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you're just at that point in your life where you say, I'm no longer ready to put that own pressure on myself anymore. Well, you know, I have to share with our listeners that Christian and I were having a conversation. We were catching up. We hadn't spoken in a while. And he was sharing with me this new idea of getting to fun and easy. And I know you're saying nice and easy. I, same thing, right? Getting to nice and easy, getting to fun and easy. And it was so simple, but so profound. And I was like, okay, we got to do a show about this. <laughs> <We're> gonna, <laughs> because so many people need to hear this. And I know you know, within the circle of entrepreneurs and the creative community I'm in, so many of us feel compelled to really want to help the world impact, you know, make an impact with our gifts in such a big way. And that in and of itself could take a drain on you over time, especially if you're not protecting yourself in the way that you were sharing some tips that you were sharing earlier. And, you know, when you step back and say, wait a minute, this is a choice that I've made for my life and I can choose to pull back a little bit. I can choose to go forward faster. But if we focus on having our life or having the things we do in our life and the people in our life that are fun and, you know, it should feel easy, right? Life shouldn't be about a struggle all the time. It shouldn't be about the hustle all the time. <laughs> That's right? it. <laughs> and, and, you, and, you, and if you need this, okay, do 20 minutes of sports, run, jump, mm. you know, do something where you exhaust yourself to fear your body, to fear your lungs, to get your blood pumping, your adrenaline up. But then that's it. You, you don't need to do that all day because even if you're in, into sports, you know exactly that you cannot do that all day because then you become overexhausted, you become sick, you become depressed. Yeah, I think that we are conditioned to believe that if you don't work hard 60 hours a week, 80 hours a week, then you're not contributing to whatever your part of society is. And I feel that I love working hard at whatever I do in terms of if I love what I do, I'm going to put my all into it. And sometimes I do feel guilty if I'm relaxing for too long. And that's not a good thing. Like we're here to enjoy the earth, to enjoy each other, to enjoy the beautiful gifts that are around us, you know, from food to fashion, to art, to culture, to music, to all these exercise, sports, all these things. And if we're just on this hamster wheel, as you mentioned earlier, and continuing to just go, 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 then we're not really living. You know what I'm saying? And so framing our lives and framing what we do in this these two simple words, fun and easy. And you had said something in our conversation as well before the podcast. You mentioned it doesn't mean we shouldn't challenge ourselves because naturally we want to challenge ourselves. We're also here to grow. What do you want to share about that? Yeah, I think it's a little bit like when kids play, right? They, they take their place in a way serious, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're the robber, you really are a good robber in that moment. And, you know, as a child, you really believe this. Or if you're the fireman or 
whatever, you know, it doesn't matter what role you choose in that play, but then mm -hmm. you also know it's play. You know it's not serious. You know in half an hour you go home, you go for lunch and it's done. You're no longer the fireman. You're no longer the superhero. You're, you're again yourself, right? So they do exhaust themselves, but they understand that they don't understand it's play in the moment where they're in the play. But they also understand that the play has a certain frame. Out of that frame, we are okay. And the question is, we all take these roles we have so serious. You know, I'm the CFO of a company and I'm having all this responsibility and I'm having this role to play and I have to project this image of success and, and you know, and power or whatever you believe you have to do. But it's literally a belief, it's a choice. And the moment you step back from that and says, no, I don't have to do this. I have to solve a few problems and I have certain roles, but this is not me. This is something I do in order to maybe make money or maybe in order to help somebody or in, in order to solve a certain problem. But this is not my whole identity. That's right. And when I think of easy, quote unquote easy, I think of what are the gifts that I have and that I, the things that I can do well and that come very easily to me. And usually those are things that we also enjoy. And so if you can be rewarded by the things that come easy to you and the things that you enjoy, then it's not really work. And so I think that our gifts are often taken for granted and our gifts are all often taken for granted. And if we just take a moment to stop and think and write down well, what comes easy to me? What do I like to do that's fun? And frame our goals and our tasks from that perspective. And that that way, life is more joyous than the opposite. I think you're absolutely right. And I think also, you know, it, it's these, like taking yourself out of that frame in which you're operating more and more, you know, you're like, we need these breaks. We need to, to, go away. This is why we, you know, we need holidays, we need trips, we need vacations. We need to put ourselves into a complete different frame. Maybe be silly, maybe be even stupid, maybe may do something that's not at all in a way what we would say us. It's outside the frame and once we're outside the frame, we relax, we rewind, we, we use different parts of our brain. We have new ideas, we become creative. We see things, we observe things. We are, we are on a con complete different vibrational level. And, and I think that's something we have to literally do every day. I mean, to give you just a small example, today, one of our interns, she told me if she can go more home early because she had some toothache. And I said, yeah, of course, if you have a dental appointment, you can go whenever you want. Yeah, but I'm not going to do a lunch break because I have to go early. And I said, no way, I'm, I will only allow you to go early to the dentist if you take your break, because you need your break. I don't need you here so many hours. I need you here to be aware and conscious. And if you don't have a break, that doesn't work. And she was so happy that I allowed her that break and almost forced that break up on her, that everything changed. Wow. Yeah, I think more and more employers are keeping that in mind that if their employees are, if they're healthy, 
not only physically, but also mentally healthy. They're not worn out, burnt out, stressed out. They're going to get a better performance and they're going to have a happier person in a happier workplace. So it is refreshing to see more and more companies doing that. And I love the fact that you also brought that into your workplace because it has to start somewhere. Not every manager or boss has that mindset. But if we really just take a moment to see each other as just human beings, right? It's not employee to employee, boss to boss, neighbor to neighbor. It's just we're human beings. We all have the same needs and just be a little more compassionate and make that transition to fun and easy, (laughs) more efficient and, you know, within the workplace. I think that it will benefit everyone. And if you are in a situation at a job, you know, do as Christian did. Take a moment to just stop and think, why are you there? Do you really need to do what you're doing? Is there something else you can do? Because at the end of the day, we all have a choice. And the goal for us, in my belief, is that we are able to grow and expand as much as possible while we're here on this earth and to help others in that journey as well. But we can only help others if we're truly helping ourselves. So I love this conversation. It was, again, just two simple words, but it made such a powerful impact that I wanted it to share. I wanted to share that on our show today. But this is a great opportunity for me to hand you the microphone and you're going to play host and you could ask me any question or two that you would like. Yeah, well, that's a very new, exciting part of the show. So I'm already enjoying this. So, yeah, so because, again, you're putting yourself out of the frame, which I love. So we're, again, back at our topic. So when you think of easy, what's the first picture that comes to your mind? Oh, when I think of easy, I just start smiling. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) um, I think of nature. I think of dancing. Oh, gosh. Easy talking, communicating, storytelling, poetry, reading, books, sharing, laughing, acting. (laughs) And how how does that make you feel? And that's actually the point where I'm trying to get. Oh, my gosh. I am smiling from ear to ear as I'm talking to you. (laughs) Oh, I'm in such a good place right now. You know, and I think that's the point, you know, because it brings you so quick to this place of happiness, of smiling, of opening, of your, your posture changes, your smile mm-hmm. changes, and your heart opens, you're functioning on a complete different level. Your immune system kicks in, you're, you're creating endorphins, you're creating a little ha- blissful happiness thoughts. And, and, and I think that for me is, is really the most important part because just imagine we can do that every day, all day long. That's right. That was a fun little exercise. <laughs> and you know, I like how you said every morning we should ask ourselves the question of why. And because I think we we get caught up a lot in just the day-to-day task list and we lose sight of why we're even doing what we're doing. Why are we living where we're living? Why are we with the friends that we're with and or the job that we're at? And I think that if we constantly reflect on this question 
And if the answer doesn't feel good, we have that choice to make that difference. So anyway, I love that exercise. What else you got for me? <laughs> yeah. So the, the second question is actually a bit more, well, I don't know, maybe more easy and simple, but also more profound. Okay. If you could change one thing in your life right now, what would it be? Oh. Doesn't matter. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, one thing. Big or small? Doesn't matter? Doesn't matter. Whatever. It could be really, really small. It could be really, really big. It could be personal, political, or whatever. I would say create more space, more time to create, to do my art. And there are so many ideas that I have in my head, stories that I want to bring to life, designs, fashion creations I want to bring to life. And I do get caught up a lot in my desire to want to help people. And I spend, you know, a lot of my time in those roles and creating more space for my art, I think will help continue to keep me replenished. So I have more to offer to others. And yeah, just really using more of my art forms to help and pouring more of myself into my art. And that could be my writing poetry. It could be my designs, my paintings, variety of things. Well, that was a wonderful answer. Thanks for that, for sharing. Yeah, thanks for the questions. I'm just sitting here like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like hugs, right? And yeah. in a way, and I think that's the point, you know, like, especially when we started to have this whole COVID situation, you know, and you were not supposed to hug people. That was the time I started to hug everyone in the company every morning. Mm. Because I felt like that's exactly where you have to do the opposite. And trust me, we didn't have a pandemic in the company. We didn't have six people. I never got sick over the last two years once. And everybody, every morning is happy to see each other and get a hug. And even if you didn't get a hug at home or you didn't get one from your husband or your wife or whatever, when you come to work, you get a hug. And I think that's so important. Yeah, that's powerful. It really is. And this is a perfect time to transition to the last segment of our show where we take uh, questions from our listeners. So this question comes from Amanda. When we discuss making a change in our lives to fun and easy, what is the first step that I can make? Well, I think the first thing you have to make is to find out what really is fun for you. And then maybe, you know, you can do the same principle, like writing the 10 most fun things for you. And then, but find out which is the really most fun thing out of those 10, or maybe the two or three things, and really become aware. What is it you consider fun? And don't try to look for validation in the outside. It's about you. So whatever is fun for you, you have to understand that and write it down, write it on your mirror and every morning look at it and understand, okay, this is my fun. And it could also change over time. That doesn't matter. But what's fun for you right now? Find that out, write it down and 
be aware of it every day. Wow, that was great. Really great. So listeners, you have the first step you can take to getting to fun and easy. And remember, this isn't just for your job. It's also for your personal life. It's also for your personal growth, your spiritual growth. And if you frame it in that box, and I love, Christian, how you brought us back to the playground as kids. And we're playing and we're serious, right? And we're sometimes competitive, even as kids, and we're having fun. But it does not mean like the tag game is not tiring or exhausting or climbing up and down the monkey bars isn't exhausting, but it's still fun. So it doesn't mean to not challenge yourself, but it means that if you take a moment to look at those gifts, those talents, those things that really come easy to you, and you look at the spaces, the places, the people, the small things around you that bring that smile to your face. And if somehow you can combine them in as many places and as many circumstances and experiences, the better. And so I'm I'm just so glad that we were able to have this conversation and share how to get to fun and easy. <laughs> and that's like my new thing for this year. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we wrap up? Yeah, you know, because we have talked a lot about fun now and I want to want at least spend a little bit of time on easy. Easy is very individual. So you cannot say what's easy to me is easy to you or to anybody else. And I think that's also something really important to understand, you know, what's easy for me is automatically in a way right. You know, know what I'm trying to say? It's like when you, let's say, start to play tennis, right? And it just is easy. You don't need to practice a lot. It's just very easy for you. So obviously you love it. You're good at it. You progress very quickly. You become better and better. So I think also the easy is important and not always try to do something that's difficult because one thinks one has to be good at what's difficult. Be good at what's easy because why not? Why be good at something that's difficult when you can be even better at something that's easy to you Mm. and whatever that is to you? It could be... Some people who are writers say, well, for me, writing is nothing. I just sit there and it flows. I don't even know how the words come on the paper, but they're just manifest. It's easy for me. And then there's this kid in school trying to (laughs) write a test and, and even write down like 20 words. And it's so difficult. So, you know what I mean? If that's not easy to do, you don't need to do this because, because essentially, I think this is one of those conditioning things that we believe we get rewarded for solving problems that are difficult. But yeah. we're, we're not actually rewarded for that. We are, we are rewarded for what comes easy and what is most creative. Mm. And wow. I think we forget this, that easy is good. Remember when you were a kid, you know, some kids are really good in riding a bike. Other kids are really good in playing soccer. Others yeah. are really good in football. Others are really good in... I don't know, in dancing or singing or whatever. And there, we we don't even think about it. We we just do what's easy, what comes natural to us. And I think that's why also the easy part is so important because it's almost like this flow, this free fall. It's just just easy, you know. It's the same when you like somebody and you just have this easy conversation. It's like 
There's no problems, there's no worries. You just easily chat with your neighbor or your friend or your girlfriend or your husband or your wife. And it's just easy. You're not stressed, you're released. And I think that's maybe the other part that we have to all dare to do much more. Be easy, be cool, be, be in a free flow. That's right. And create more space for you. <laughs> that was nice. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love that. Oh, wow. And so for our listeners, if they wanted to stay in touch with you, what would be the best way for them to do that? Well, I'm very active on LinkedIn. So if you put my name in LinkedIn, in that way, lucky that nobody else shares my name. <laughs> so That's- there's only one. So you can easily find me and I'm always happy to connect. And I'm really trying to answer questions and requests very quickly. So please feel free to contact and connect any day, anytime. Awesome. And so that's Dr. Christian Brillinger on LinkedIn. And thank you again, Christian. It's always a pleasure having you back on the show. And of course, we're going to have to bring you back for another topic in the future. So don't get too comfortable. You know, you're coming back. (laughs) It's a big promise. That's right. (laughs) And I want to thank our listeners for joining us for another episode of Unleash Your Supernova, your guide to creativity, manifestation, and mindfulness, where we show you how to tap into and become the greatest version of yourself. If you like what you've heard today, please subscribe and share and continue to unleash your supernova. And as a PS, if you have not yet gotten my book, Unleash Your Supernova, what are you waiting for? You can get it on Amazon at your favorite bookstore, maybe Barnes and Noble or Books a Million or whichever. Ask for Unleash Your Supernova and get the book today. You will surely love all the ideas around creativity and how you can beat burnout and thrive as a creative entrepreneur. Again, this is Nova Lorraine. And until next time, ciao. Bye-bye.